Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, the podcast for the mother who is flying by the seat of her culotte française. Oh, French. Yes, it is, Lainey. That's great. It actually just means, um, well, French knickers. It's actually the French word for the, French knickers. The frilly ones? The frilly nice satiny oh, ones. Oh, that we all wear, not. That we all wear. <laughs> that I, I want to wear, like I want to make that my thing. I don't or even I want wear to. them. But then you put them on and they look like just big nappies. They don't look like <laughs> they do on those models. <laughs> they look, you know, it's different. You've got a bigger bum than you actually do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just start, sit on the hips and float down, you know, like Naomi Campbell. It's different. No, no, it's very different. Yeah, I look like a nana. I'm looking like Rhonda more and more every day. Rhonda wears French knickers. Oh my gosh. Uh, this podcast is hosted by myself, Chanel Franklin, and the wonderful Tamara Linky. Now, we are chatting about all things comparing when it comes to mums. Yeah, because we do it, you do it, whether you like to admit it or not. So maybe some people don't do it, but but they're the ones who have their heads screwed on. But we all aspire to be that person, don't we? Yeah, we do, um, except that that person doesn't exist. <laughs> Okay now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. Parlez-vous français, parlez-vous français, where we're going today. (laughs) Put you in the bin for that. Oh, gross. (laughs) Take me somewhere I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Wow, you can really shout out to a town. All right, we are heading to Lyon in France. Oh, beautiful. I think it's in the southwest of France. Très bien. Yeah, a lovely, a lovely city in France. Because I thought we'd. Why am I speaking with an English? Accent? <laughs> I think it's thinking. I'm pretending I'm wearing the French knickers, <laughs> and I don't know why I'd be speaking like that. Weird. Take that back. So Lyon, lovely little town in France, um, and there was you know there's wine tours and all that kind of thing. Thank but, you, love it. Uh, yeah, but I wanted to find something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So there's this big mural in. Um, one part of the town, which is quite famous. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. Big mm. fat, you know, wall mural. I'll just show you here, Chanel. Okay. <gasps> Be- wow. So it's actually made to look like a building on a building with windows Gorgeous. and people staring out, but okay. it's all painted. Wow. We're going to post this. Yeah, I'll post it so you can have a look. Uh, and it says, uh, painted in the trompe l'oeil style, which means trick of the eye, you know, okay. like the magic eye. 
stuff. She's showing she's been to school. Good uh, work. Yes. Le Mur des Canus, I'm probably saying this all wrong, is a gigantic mural depicting ordinary life in the La croix Rousset neighbourhood of Lyon, France. Okay? France. So... <laughs> France. <laughs> France. France. In, yeah. I like to dance in France. <laughs> dance in France. Zozify that one big time. <laughs> How funny. So, of course, heading to TripAdvisor for some hot, hot tips on whether you should visit this place or not. All right. Michelle. Um, Michelle. Says, Michelle. Uh, that's exactly what I thought. Michelle. But it's probably Michelle. <laughs> From, uh, Michi. Michi from the southern suburbs gave it two stars, sadly, and said, sorry to be critical, but boring. And then she goes on to say... Shelley? I know. I just do not understand what all the fuss is about. Okay, the painter slash painters must have been talented. <laughs> right, you try okay, doing you, this, you Michelle. Do <laughs> and your local Woolworths, do something on the uh, the wall there. And yes, the wall looks quite nice from far away, but if that is all Leon has to offer as an attraction, that is really sad. I saw a tour bus parked in front of the wall with tourists pouring out to take pictures and I thought to myself, if I were one of those tourists, I would be so disappointed because Banksy, it is not. Ooh, oh, harsh. Wind your neck in. Jesus. Shelley. My goodness. <laughs> she, I don't really, I'm, I'm a bit I don't know where she's from. No, maybe she's from England if she's talking about Banksy. Yeah, she could be from Bristol where Dan's from. She could Because be. that's where Banksy's from. Yeah. Oh, is he from yeah. Um, Bristol? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. All okay. right, Michelle, not helpful. Not Banksy, but come on. Okay, so we have someone from Finland who's written this. Their name is Nini. Cute. Yeah. yeah. It's just a painting in the wall, oh. like it's cute or whatever, but it's def not a must-see, though. Just go by and take a snap and move over with your life. Move over. Move over with your life. <laughs> Jeez, these people are sort of harsh. They are. Yeah, it is an amazing mural. try and paint that ninny and mishy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, but if you're going to go see a mural, what are you expecting? There to be a festival out the front? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they, they're going to be selling ice creams and donuts yeah. and, you know. It is a painting. You've got to sit and appreciate it, but that's all that's you can art. do. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. So this one, I think, um, is a review that um, was meant to be in another place because it starts with three stars, checking out sewing machine. If you want to check out through... <laughs> 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 say it. If you want to check out the traditional sewing machine, this is a good place, but there's not much to explore. I think that they're on the wrong page. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I'm just not sure about them. They've commented on the wrong thing. <laughs> People really cock out like that. <laughs> <laughs> this top is terrible. <laughs> this blouse. Blouse. This blouse did not have enough buttons. Three stars. Great. That's handy to know. On the mural review in Leon. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, look, there were thousands oh, of people who did love yeah, this mural. Yeah, dickhead. Um, just <laughs> the last one says... Um, I dragged my girlfriend on a quiet walk mm. to see this and it was worth it. He dragged his girlfriend. <laughs> I would recommend getting the subway still as this is in itself an interesting going down the hill. I don't really understand what <laughs> that means. He's on the wrong fucking page. The mural is a lot bigger than I expected. It's on a freaking wall, a giant yeah, wall. Yeah, that's bigger than you, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but look, okay. I want to I see that mural. I want to go too because it's art. <laughs> Yeah. The sewing machines. Oh Dicky my dick dicks. God. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> anyway, there are some interesting people out there who I think expect a lot when they travel, don't yeah. they? There's this high expectation. That's what I mean. Like throwback to a previous episode when this person got off the train and all she could smell was weed, so she blamed the entire shopping centre. <laughs> <laughs> this place is terrible. It's disgusting. It's, it's the like shopping centre's fault. Like, shit, the marketing person's really upset now <laughs> because he or she's working really hard for this. That's right. Oh, That's like going in the fuck. Empire State Building in the elevator for like 70 floors and someone farting. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. I hate the Empire State Building. It smells like farts. <laughs> like, you idiot. <laughs> You know, it's part of the experience. It is part of the experience. <laughs> Sticks of farts. Oh, one star. <laughs> 
So shout out to all the Milfy Milfs in Lyon, France. Yes. Who wrote in and said, please tag our town. Please, uh, you know, say hello to us in France and mispronounce all the Frenchy words, <laughs> which I have successfully done. I think you did a pretty good job, lady. Well, yes. Well, tip my hat to you. <laughs> Thank you. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> This episode is The Mum Contest. We finished our run of live shows at the Adelaide Fringe. Yeah, we did. So fun. And it was it was really great fun. I loved it. But yeah. one one thing um, that someone said to us after the show they wrote on social media was, I loved that and I didn't know what to expect. I Part of me thought you were going to poke fun at mum stuff. Yeah. And they said, <laughs> but you didn't. And it was... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and... Look, it was it was nice to get the feedback because she was happy with the show. She yeah. said she loved it. Um, but one part that I feel I needed to, I wanted to bring up to describe what we do in Good this idea. podcast yeah. is the fact that we are mums and we are speaking predominantly to mums, but there's also another part of us too, not us. We're talking about every single one of our listeners there is another part of who we are. You know, society's opinion of mothers is likened to a thumb being held in our heads, right? For far too long we've been made to believe that we need to meet an unrealistic level of expectation. So what Tamara and I would think is that what we're missing is having our individual identities coexist within the one person. Yeah. The person that is a mother for mm-hmm. her children and the person that was us and still will always be us. So two people in the one body. Correct. Like Linda Blair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From the exorcist. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reconciliation with being perceived as dutiful caregivers whilst retaining that sense of self. So who we were before children, who we want to be. And this yeah. is motherhood a beautiful nightmare. The mm. beautiful nightmare isn't just making sense of the mess and glorifying it so we all feel a bit better. It is. The beautiful nightmare is coming to who we are with regard to our children, being a partner, but also still being who we are. That is the beautiful nightmare. So not all of what we talk about will be just rubbishing our kids or our partners or anything like that. We do that in some episodes because sometimes the kids and partners deserve to be rubbished. But there's a big part of us that still craves lots of other content that we can relate to that doesn't that more is relatable to a woman in this mm. day and age yeah. as opposed to just being a mum. So I just wanted to bring that up in case anyone kind of wonders if they listen to one of our episodes and it doesn't really talk a lot about children. It's just because that week that's what we're doing. We are still talking to the woman that is a mother that is yearning for those two identities to exist within the one vessel and her be okay with that. That's right. It's an interesting dichotomy, I think, and it's hard to reconcile those two people mm. because we have moments and it changes from day to day who you are. Sometimes if work's really full on for a week and you tend to be spending 90% of the time focused on your work, yeah. then you're leaving your bit of your mum self behind, right? And then vice versa, other weeks are like, everything's about the kids and the family and you just run ragged and then you're craving, I want to just hang out with some girlfriends and be myself and have a laugh Yep, or all of that sort of stuff. So it's 100% right. So maybe we need to change our poster <laughs> next <laughs> instead of currently <laughs> if you haven't seen it, but it's Chanel and I drinking and holding a mop, um, um, which maybe sells something a bit more. Crazy mums go wild. Yeah, which, which, we're not yeah. mums go wild. No, really. we're not. We just shoot the shit and I think... Our generation is the first generation of women where there's a real shift. Our mindsets are being challenged. Barriers are coming down and we finally have the opportunity to explore what we're capable of. Our mums yes. never really had that. No. Some may have, but it's more of a thing now. Yeah. We get to to explore what. So that is the beautiful nightmare. You're right about the generational thing, though. Mm. We are the first generation to be able to do more mm. without being suppressed and... I think we're the ones probably forging ahead and pioneering this whole thing for generations to come. Well, exactly. And it can be quite a confusing time because it's we ask ourselves the questions, can I be a mum and pursue my dream career or should I be at home parenting my children? What's more important, like a strong progressive role model or a happy normal mum that's a constant in her family's life? We believe we can do both. And it's okay if you don't want to either. Exactly. But that is the beautiful nightmare. So we're talking about 
the competition between mums or, well, we call it the mum contest, right? But it's when you compare yourself to other mums and it's like we're all in this big relay race trying to pass the baton to the person in front, but we're, no one's really winning but we're all, you know, there's the comparing, whether it's on social media yeah. or whether it's at school mm-hmm. or comparing your friends. It's it's a minefield. It's a mine fuck. Isn't it? <laughs> oh fuck. Go for it, Chanel. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Oh, I just did. I think there's a whole barrage of bless the mess. And you know what? You do you, babe. You just do like there's that whole lot of all this sort of <laughs> you stuff. You do you. But also don't do that. Yeah, don't, also don't do that. It's plastered over social media. It's said between conversations. However, it's still not enough to completely stop us from comparing ourselves to other mums, right? You know, mm-hmm. here's an example. We've got the working mum feeling a bit left out because society still doesn't praise non-traditional roles in the family household. We're still working that out. And it causes a bit of internal conflict, you know, judgment from yourself and then judgment from others outside. But did you know this? Our brains are primed to encourage us to compare ourselves to people that we perceive to be similar to us in a certain fashion. Mm. So we're wired to do that without even us trying. So before we get annoyed at ourselves for doing it, it's something that's innate. Well, it's animalistic, I think. It's like homo sapiens. To belong to a group, Mm. What you look for is similarity. Yeah. And we still do that now. Cave even lady, to, cave lady yeah. days. We're in a multicultural society, so it's changing. It's We're evolving. Our brains are probably getting bigger or smaller, <laughs> depending on how I you look at it. I would love to have seen you in the cave lady days. What the fuck you would have got Just up Just sitting to. around the frigging campfire singing songs. <laughs> I would have uh, made a drum out of some dead animal carcass. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> doobie, doobie, doo. doobie, doobie. Uh. Yeah, there she goes. And then we, you just grunt at people. <laughs> I could just probably. Freaking pitch you. What about you, Missy? I'd have you in my tent. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd be great. I'd have the throne there that I'd see. <laughs> you'd be one of these, I imagine. I can see you as a caveman, but you'd be <laughs> a man. Well, no, well, I would say for some reason you would take over the job of the hunters, the men oh, who yeah. would go out into the wasteland or whatever, yeah. looking for animals, you'd be at the front with the little spear. <laughs> like a little pocket rocket racing a really messy hair. Like off um, I speak gibberish because I haven't what? been taught. Like the croods, you know the croods, that movie, the kids movie, have you seen it? Oh, you have to watch it. The little baby in it, she's like, <laughs> like a crazy That's thing. That's me. Yeah, and attacks. Small, but packs a punch. So watch out. Anyway, how did we get there? That went (laughs) south. So social psychologists believe that we have an innate self-evaluation drive, which Mm -hmm. means we are programmed also to clock ourselves. And we look to other people as a form of assessment. How are we doing? How am I? How do I measure up? And it's hard for us to get information about ourselves without comparing ourselves to other people people, right? Yes. So we're programmed to do that just as a kind of go, oh, how do I compare up? Mm. So how do I walk in to like, let's say school drop off, looking daggy as, no makeup, whatever, and a glamour puss walks in and I'm going to compare myself to her without even thinking about it going, why didn't I make an effort today? I'm a slob. Yeah. And then the next day you find yourself applying extra makeup, doing your hair. Yeah. And then you walk in and see the chilled out chick who looks quite good in that baggy t-shirt and those tracksuit pants and you instantly go, oh, I'm too dressed up. (laughs) I should have got that t-shirt that I see that Cotton On or Sports Girl tied it in a knot over my active wear. Oh, she looks so cool and relaxed. Damn it. Look at her and she's smiling. She's hardly got any makeup on. In fact, just tinted moisturiser. How does she do it? How does she do it? I want to be her. I want to be everyone but me. <laughs> I think we all feel like that mm. at times. Yeah. And it's the funniest thing half the time where um, our kids are on show as well. We often compare to other kids and we will spend the money or people will spend the money on our kids and they will look trendy. You know, they've got their oh little skinny goodness. jeans, nice kicks, nice hats. Oh, my kids wow. never are those kids. I want my kids to be like those kids sometimes. Do you? But I know those country road tops. That I'm laughing at the mum being cost. a slob. 
and oh. then the kid being trendy yes. as well because she can't be bothered. She's put all the effort into the kids. Into the kids. I'm the other way around. That's expensive. Mm. Plus they will ruin it. They will ruin it. If you put them it. in some woolen like vest thing that's all trendy that costs 80 bucks, no. Do you know what annoys me that I've done? I've had some really nice T-shirts for Ollie, like nice Nike and Adidas yeah. ones, but not even like it could be a beautiful country road jumper, something like yes, that. Yes, that's what I mean. Hardly fucking worn it, too scared to wear it because yeah. every time I go, oh, it'll ruin it. Yeah. And the time that When's I... When's he going to wear it? The to t- the opera? Yeah. Jesus. Exactly. And the time that he has worn it, he's got a stain on it and I'm like, shouldn't have worn that top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is the point? But in the 80s, I don't know about you, but mm. I remember wearing... My mum would dress me up in these clothes that were quite bobble pricey. Bobble socks, she said too. A lot of... <laughs> yeah, bobble socks. But also my nana from England would send us stuff over. Yeah. Because the stuff in England was really nice. Yes. The winter stuff, good quality clothing and jackets, but the bloody itchy things, you know, the itchy... Stand up straight. Don't move. Hands by your side. Yep, yep, yep. Very militant. Uh, so, I mean, we kind of learn, you know, our kids need to be relaxed and wear what they want. But anyway, no, I'm not dressing my kids up. I mean, other kids look amazing when they're all dressed up. I love it. Do you dress but your you kids up? you can compare a bit. You know, you, you go to a kid's party and they've got this real cool get up on and you're like, I should have I should have put better pants on him or I should have, you know, something like that. We compare straight away. So our kids are in the comparison basket exactly. with us and our head is clocking what we're doing, what another mum's doing and what our kids are doing and what other kids are doing. That's yeah. why our heads are in a spin half the time. Oh, my gosh. Because we don't really realise how much we are thinking and doing. Yeah. Yeah, and then it extends not just to the outside, but then we're looking at, oh, is your kid reading as well? Like, where are they up to? Yeah. And then you're comparing, which I think is actually healthy because you need you want to gauge yeah. how your kid's going. As long as you walk off and don't have a freak out that, oh, shit, my kid can't read. Oh, my guy's never going to read. But it helps you realise how they're doing at school, yes. what they need to do, you know. Otherwise, if we didn't do it, might be 18. Well, that's the thing. Reading. It's, it's back to that. <laughs> It's back to the psychology study, which basically says that we are programmed to do that and it's a normal human brain function to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's quite a buzzword at the moment. It's such an important word, but self-love, self-care, there's mm-hmm. such fun marketing terms now that people are putting on products yeah. so that you'll buy it and then when you buy it, you have your self-care time or your self-love or whatever it is that you, they're trying to sell at you. But essentially, I think if you're if you're good with yourself, not not knowing I'm okay, I'm fine. It's more so just that you're okay with how you look on that day at school. You won't. You will compare, but it won't be as damaging. Sure. If you know what I mean. Yes. Yes. If you're okay in your own self, which is never done overnight, and it's never fully done. Confidence is a journey, definitely not gain overnight, and it's literally little improvements on the outside to help boost what's going on on, on the, the inside. inside. On an interesting but very superficial note, we've talked previously, <laughs> Chanel, I'm doing my therapy voice, we've talked previously, Chanel, um, about our weird obsession with clocking other people's bits, like their hands or feet, yeah. right? we that weird thing. So do you have anything else that like you, I think it comes from Legs. a place of you're not happy with something about yourself or your this is where I, this is what I'm thinking mm. so then I notice it in other people like I look at people's skin and go oh, I'm always looking at the skin going, it's such nice skin, skin. it's I, all glowy and nice and they have great skin because I don't love my skin right that would be a place so I would agree with that uh, I clock other people's feet but I happen to be <laughs> fine with my own feet yes but that's a different that's weird different. fetishy thing it's a different fetish. in a non-sexual way <laughs> and legs too I like looking at legs I don't, I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Just do. I'm like, too hairy, not enough, really nice and smooth. And women too. <laughs> clock them all. Clock everyone's legs. Yeah. <laughs> legs. It just keeps going. But I do have I things know. like that. But and that's the where skin I compare. is a comparison thing mm. for me because I had acne as a teenager. Okay, yeah. And I still get it now in bits. Oh, My skin annoying. has improved a lot but I have to... I work on things like certain bits of my diet, don't have too much of this, that, 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 because it will, could Break flare out. up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go, what the fuck? Am I a teenager again? Like, no kidding. why am I still getting that? Oh my God. So have skin's it, something I compare with all the time. Wines all week, Chanel, for some reason. This week was like wines. Also, thanks to you, mm-hmm. I had some wines and it just kept going. Not heaps, but just like some over the course of the week and a pimple popped up. 
I'm like, and you blame go. me, blaming you mm. for the pimple mm. on my chin. It's now looking at you like a dirty dog. I can't see it. The microphone's in the way. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Someone will say as well that it could be an area of hormones around the chin area. Any yeah. skin specialists out there will either nod or shake their heads and go, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. That's right. But, but yeah, it's skin's a thing because I – and it's not through vanity. It is vanity, of course it is. But it's more so just going, I don't care if I've got imperfections. I just don't want – face full of zits because I feel like I've paid that penalty <laughs> as a teenager. Yeah, come on. When do we get a freaking break? Mm. Oh so my sometimes goodness. my skin can look beautiful and other times it shat itself. So oh no. <laughs> shat itself. <laughs> yeah. It's been out all night and just didn't, you didn't oh, take I, the makeup you do off. pay the price. Oh, it's like that. You do. After our shows, because we had five days full of heavy makeup. Oh, yes. I had a couple come up that basically went, well, screw you. Yeah. Here you are for not sleeping a lot and... Eating on the fl- not drinking enough water. Here you go. Here's a, here's some pimps. So true. I think I aged ten years after doing those shows. Yeah. Oh my god, it's showing in my face. Pinhole eyes. Did I tell you that last year I um, tried Botox? Did you for the first time? How did you go? Because I was going to um, not say anything because I wanted to see if people would notice. I didn't notice. <laughs> you didn't notice. <laughs> so it was a really good experiment, actually. Right. So I went to a dermatologist. Uh, and I was very scared, actually. Um, I was a little bit scared because, you know, what are they going to do? I tell you, I was slightly miffed at you because I was like, I spend so much time with you. How did you omit that from well, our I thought I eventually told you because we talk didn't. about so many things. And you told me in front of other people, which meant I had to accept it in that moment. But <laughs> <laughs> you feel sad you didn't hear it first. I thought I told no. you. you know, we talk about everything. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, ma- yeah. well maybe I forgot about it. i tell you what happened. So I got it. I got it done. Right. I went in there, by the way, and I look, I was in active wear, messy hair. I wasn't looking great. I didn't have makeup on because yeah. the whole point is to, you know, what I'm a, getting something What a slob you whatever. are. So she's sitting there telling me about it in my face and doing the thing. Anyway, got that done. Um, so typical, you know, you can't lift your eyebrows. And it Can felt you not? very, very heavy. And it caused me to have almost hooded eyelids. So then when I put mascara on, they, they oh, were quite heavy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that it would touch the top of my my eyelid and I couldn't lift them up. Then I to do it. So I was actually manually holding up my <laughs> eyebrow to put on mascara like a twit. Anyway, so I went back in a few weeks, like two weeks later because I wanted to check. How did I not notice it okay? Oh, my God. So I went in and I go in and the first thing she says is, and by the way, let me preface this by saying I walked in and I must have had some meeting or something because I looked – a bit more done up. I had makeup on. Mm. My hair was done. And she goes, God, I'm good. <laughs> That's what she says to me. As in like her work is stunning. And I'm thinking, you know what? I look like shit when I came to you the first time. I actually am just dressed up a bit. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because it wasn't really noticeable. Now, it was just in the forehead. It wasn't yeah. anywhere else. So she goes, oh, mate, we might have put a bit too much in this time. So we'll go less next time. Anyway, you're like no more next time. I, I had hooded brows. Yes, I had. I said I'm meant to have hooded eyes, eyelids, and she goes, yes, but we can also do something and put something oh, in there to more. lift up. I'm like, it just keeps going. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I tried and it. So does your bank account depleting? That's right. <laughs> so that was like how many September, October, November, four months ago, and it's I reckon it's just faded. And you know what? I got one comment. One person said, "Have you had Botox? Your head look, you know, forehead looks really smooth." No one else noticed. I didn't and I apologise. No, don't apologise. Experiment done. So I've decided I'm not going to get it anymore because I don't need it and no one's bloody noticing if my Mm. skin looks. Look, if I looked unbelievable and everyone was like, oh, wow, tomorrow (laughs) I could just do a slip and slide on your forehead. (laughs) I'm blinded by the shininess. Then that'd be fine. But no one said a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm leaving it. Yeah, leave it. I I'm think you look beautiful, it. darling. Thanks, lady. Oh, that is so funny. So, I'm sorry for not telling <laughs> Sorry for not telling you. So you should be. <laughs> As I said, I felt like I was totally like, I have to pretend Blind I'm okay sighted. with this in front of <laughs> oh, people. You know the fuck are they? <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's... um. And I think we spend a whole lot of money on – and I think marketing companies know we do this, which is why they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've all got the best skincare routine. They've all got the best thing for your hair. They've all got the best thing for your house products. We, we, we want it's, – it's the connotations associated with how we see ourselves and also how we perceive ourselves. Do we want to be that mother who uses, you know, non-toxic products in the household that's very clean household and she looks great herself – her skin's great. We see all these people on social media and also these companies are selling this to us and we're buying it because we want to emulate that. We want to be this person. That doesn't exist. That's right. That's the thing. We're trying yeah. to be. She em- exists in your head, doesn't she? Yeah. This person, you've got an ideal of who you should be. Yeah. And you're right. I don't think we're ever going to get there, but we strive for it. We push ourselves to the absolute breaking point which essentially it's not healthy. And I was chatting to a friend earlier and she was saying like she's got so much on her plate. Her work in itself is in the healthcare system, so she's constantly dealing with lots of, you know, patients and problems and their problems. They're only mm. coming to you because things are not great and you, they want you to fix it. And then you've got the husband and yep. the children and other friends with other problems, just life in general. Your parents need you, this person this your child needs to have an up to date reader. You got to email the teacher about that. All these things, Too many things are all happening, and then we're still because it's innate with, for us to do so. Are clocking ourselves, so we are putting all this pressure, and it, it, it is literally like a pressure cooker. It is going to go bust, and we wonder why we have these moments of of breaking down, mm, burnout, of burnout, or we're just crying for no reason, or we've shouted too much this week at the kids. We we all want to shout less. Or we see these other parents that do this gentle parenting thing, oh which my is God. great. Oh my God, too many. But things. then we're clocking ourselves on those people. Yeah, I think there was a video actually. I should we should stick it up, but it was one of those where they tell you all the things as women that we should be. Like you said, um, be more strict, be less strict, uh, eat less, eat right, go organic, uh, all the things. Like there's just so many that actually, things. Do you know what that gives me an instant headache? Chill out, meditate. Yes, but also be busy, be the entrepreneurial mum. Your kids will be fine. They need a good role model, but also be home for them. It's Ugh. too much, and mm. that is in. The competition basket that doesn't exist. You can't be busy and sit still. No. In the same frame. <laughs> you can do bits of it. We're all busy. The jobs are thrown at us left, right and centre. Yeah. We are busy all the fucking time. It's obviously the opportunity to take breaths where we can. But it is trying to reconcile that. So that is, again, that beautiful nightmare where you've got this mum side of us that is trying to do all these things and compete and the individual side of ourselves which is trying to do all these things and compete and we wonder why we are... Fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) fucked fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here to tell you we are also fucked up. So we can all be fucked up together a little bit, you know. And sometimes, you know what, you do step back and go, I don't care. I'm just going to do it how I'm doing it. I'm not going to try and be anything else and that's okay. I you, think that, you've just got to – I think the only remedy is you do you, babe. I know it's a funny little <laughs> thing to so say. Gross. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, gross. Our mind will wander and compare but bringing it back to yeah. it cannot be perfect. Her life cannot be perfect at all no. or neither that child or whatever for that moment if you're competing, whatever, you don't – everyone has their thing and – they might not want you to know that and that's okay. And you might not want to share yours and you don't have to either. But just knowing that everyone else is actually fighting for the same thing you are, some just hide it better than others. Oh, some are good at that. I struggle, Chanel, sometimes with the whole the career thing. So 
you know, you, you see mums who are doing their own business or like we are doing that kind yep. of thing. And they're, they're really, they're out there, they're go-getters, too busy to do the basketball or the birthday party and whatever. They're these kind of mums who are incredibly dynamic. And I think, gee, that mum doesn't mind like not going to the birthday party or not mm. picking the kid up and sending them to Osh. They seem to be fine with what's going on. Could I be that mum? Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, some days I just want to be the mum that stays home and like does the dishes and cleans the house and cooks. Yep. And you know what? That mum is good with what she does at times and then wants to do what you do at times. Yes. Again, is that reconciling those two, two people things. in the one vessel? Yeah. But I think, you know, Tamara and I, we've got a fun job. It's a it's a hard job and we often probably won't show you the hard bits that we have to do and it's constantly – I've just realised now we've got an interview tonight and Dan's <laughs> got a work phone call, a really important one, and yeah. my parents are away at the moment and I'm asking my sister to help me out tomorrow with a babysitting job so I – You can't use that. Can't use – yeah. So it's – and I'm literally a bit screwed at the minute because I don't know who's going to look after my children but this is part of my job to do this. So – this is what I'm saying, that the the shitstorm that is the constant chasing of our tails and in this day and age with young children that doesn't go away. No. And it, and something is substituted for every, something else. Like, oh, you don't have to worry about your kids being young anymore. You know, you're lucky and then you've got a mum who's got teenagers and she's got different worries about vaping apparently. What the fuck is all that? <laughs> That's another episode. That's another episode. Yeah. But yes, like there's always something. So we, we probably, we're pretty honest on this podcast. In fact, we're really honest. But there is parts of us that we don't share because it's exhausting to talk about but it, it's trying to have a career and be a mum and a partner and a friend and keep up with all the things you know, as I'm here talking now, that my phone was pinging with a from that seesaw rap telling me that someone's oh, done something great at school, and I'm like, oh, must look at it and, yeah, and like it. Yeah, yeah. So the so the teacher thinks that I'm an on it mum. Like fuck, shit. Better respond and say thanks, Chelsea. Thanks for that information. Thank you for that I do that. I write back to the newsletter, or if it's just a group message where you don't really need to respond, you but respond. I do respond just to let them know I'm a mum who's. In the loop. Mm. And I'm keeping an eye on things. I see, know what's I, going on. See, I used to do that and I've dropped the ball now and I'm actually okay with it. But I go, you know what, I'm good. I'm looking at my kids' things. I don't oh, need to prove okay. to no one. And I felt better oh, about maybe it. Maybe I should drop that off then. It's the people pleaser thing again in yep, me. Yeah. I dropped it off. Okay. And I felt real good about it because I thought, I've looked at my daughter's artwork. I'll praise her when she comes home. Okay. Because it's less effort. Yes. Okay. So I said, seen that, seen, you got a new reader, Summer. Let's read it tonight. She's happy with that. Or what did you do today, love? I've seen you, they did something about marine life and um, water conservation and whatever. So I asked her about that when she came home rather than say, what did you do today? I knew that was a question I could ask her to get a response. Mm -hmm. But I've stopped liking things on there now because I'm only doing it for the teacher. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Or or your kid, right? Yeah. I have admittedly this year chilled out with the whole pushing them to do stuff, extracurricular stuff. I'm like, you know what? Because no. it's competing. It's, you don't need to do it, whether That's it's right. with yourself, whether you're helping them to do it. It's like, oh. It's too much. I've just got to drop some reins here because I actually cannot hold them all. No. Because the competition side in myself, in my head, whether you're competing with yourself or other mums indirectly, it's too hard. Yeah, hands too up, hard. Throwing your hands up in the air. No, nah, I'm done. So, yeah, my kids are doing like two things, two extracurricular things. They're little. That's heaps. Yep, done, done. And they can because they they miss playing. My kids will actually sometimes say, "Are we doing something again? Can we just play at home?" Like they just want you know to what chill my kids out. are. My kids ask that. Yeah, I'm and dragging I'm like, them somewhere. Yes, you can. Yeah, I think we are so busy and we're involving them in our busyness. Well, Dan said a few times, "I want to do stuff. I want to do stuff." And I've I've said, "You forget that now." Ollie's at kindy. Someone's at school. They're doing stuff all the time. Sometimes they, they want to come home and just <laughs> sit do. on the. Sit and he's down, fine with that. Lego, he's thinking doing cars. a family thing. Right. Oh, this is like Kai. I think they need to get together and do something. They should. They'd have, a, they'd have 16 activities planned in one day. <laughs> they, 100%. See, this is the problem. We work all week. We do all the kids' stuff, generally speaking, yeah. right, as the mums. Uh, and, and we are 
husbands are brilliant with helping and doing all the things they need yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they don't take on the mental load like we do. But then you get to the freaking weekend and all you want to do is read a book or watch a show oh. or chill out while the kids play. Yeah. You don't even necessarily yes. want to engage with them. Right, mm-hmm. one activity, fine. But Kai's there, what are we doing today? As soon as we wake up and at breakfast, we're all looking at him going, oh, we're already exhausted. Like, Kai, do we have to have a plan? Can we not just do this? Do you know how, and I thought about it this morning, the kids before breakfast, they were admittedly ready for school and, and kindy. They were playing together and I thought to myself, look at me, there's no iPad in sight and I thought, I love it when those two just play together because mm-hmm. I hear them because they're happy to be oh, in yeah. their own little silly yes. world of make-believe crap and that, that they love that I can't, I don't want to do because my imagination's yeah. so tired and I can't be bothered. But not bothered because I don't want to be with them, but I just some and then she'll, oh, mum, you're not doing that right with that Barbie. And I'm like, oh, I just can't. I'm not into this no more. So, <laughs> so I love it when they can do it together. Oh, my God. And oh, you had the second oh, one. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yes. They can play together. And I just go, that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You play and you have a good old time. And I thought, I'm so at ease with this because there's no screen in sight. They're using their imaginations and they're they're getting along. Tick, tick, tick. Done. And then you go in and go, are you guys having fun? What are you doing? Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Don't do that. You'll ruin it. Yep. Ruin it. Yeah, they clock you and they go, oh, that's right, mum's here. Oh, mum, can we eat something? Can you make us something to eat? Wipe my bum. Do this. (laughs) No, leave them to it if they're having fun. That's what I, yep. Do you know, I don't remember my parents playing with me as a kid. I don't either. And I asked mum this the other day. She goes, yeah, I did every now and then. My mum would have said the same the Annie would say the exact same thing, but I don't remember it. I don't think they played, played with us. And I think we worry about that too much. Yeah. And I don't think we need to. Well, We're parents. We don't have, it's not our job to play with them. Yes, to engage with them. But I don't think it's wrong if we don't want to sit there nah. with Ken in our hand and Barbie <laughs> and having a bloody pool party. Bump and uglies. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> have a, have a, a kiss. sex party. Have a kiss, <laughs> Ken. Swinging, <laughs> swinging with Ken and yeah. Barbie. <laughs> a friend of mine said to me, I don't do enough. I put a lot of pressure on myself. And she said, I'm not doing enough. And I said, yeah, you are. Who's that? Let's alleviate her, <laughs> her pressure and her stress. Whoever it is, I'm going to tell you now. Don't worry about it. Deborah. Deborah, (laughs) permission, permission to chill the hell out. You're okay. You're good. You're doing fine. Yeah. And look, I've, I read once that someone said, mum guilt is literally the reminder that you're not a shit mum because you've, you've realised that, oh, I haven't seen the kids enough. Maybe like I'll do this or something like that. Do you think though, if we're feeling not guilty and we alleviate that guilt, then are we a shit mum? Not really. It's what you do with that guilt. It's, it's. I think, the self-reassurance knowing that you're doing a brilliant job okay. holding it all up. I think the guilt's there as a reminder to show you care and if there's opportunities to, I don't know, like, okay, well, I haven't been home much this week because I have been working. I will read to Summer and I, and I mm. acknowledge things to her. I said, Summer, I know I've been working a bit, darling. Mummy loves you and I miss you. And we will do something tomorrow. Like I will acknowledge that I haven't been there so she doesn't yeah. think that mum's not noticing. Sure. Like I tell her things. Yes. Um, and then she got really shitty at Dan because he, where's dad? And I said, he's playing golf. He always plays golf. <laughs> like every day. No. And I said to her, hey, listen here, he's allowed to play golf. Yeah. Because that's his time for him. And I love it. He's not just your daddy. His name's Dan. And he's got a thing yeah. to do. And I said, Summer, it's actually not fair. I said, because you can't get upset with him for playing golf. I know you miss him, but he's allowed to have that. So when he gets home, tell him you've missed him and he'll Dan will 100% give her 110% of his time yeah. if he, she tells him something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use your goddamn words. <laughs> <laughs> Kai makes me feel bad a lot of the time because when he's not there, as soon as he walks in the door, he is on the trampoline with the kids. Like oh he is hands-on with the kids because yes. he just loves – I always hate saying this. He always loves kids. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? But he just loves, he loves he the loves company the of kids and he likes being silly yep. and he'll get stuff out and do it with them. And I look at him and I just feel exhausted watching it. Mm-hmm. But I also am like, I'm happy you're doing that because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to go over here. I'm just going to fold 
some towels. Oh. And I'm happy to be I doing it. And <laughs> listen to a podcast. Yeah. Is that bad? That's no, terrible. no, it's not, lady. I just at don't all. have the energy. Oh, yeah. mm. That's what I mean, because we're too busy and we the mental load of us thinking all the times is it can be very debilitating. We mm. don't realise it's not just the physical exertion, it's the mental exertion as well. That's right. That's a big part of it. Maybe we'd have all the time in the world to jump on the trampoline and, and build billy carts <laughs> if we weren't also worried about paying that bill and the school fees and the seesaw and the reader and, and the look. birthday party and the play date and ring so-and-so back and let's wash your hair. All those things. All those things. Yeah. Yep. We put up a post last night on and. This was quite a defining moment, I thought, because two messages came through. So what we put up was when you compare yourself to others, you miss the miracle of how wonderful you are. Two things that came in from two different people. A message came in from a mum and I, I'm thinking she's having a moment where she's where she thought, I'm going to just question this here. She said, I'm not the only one, right? There are so many well-put-together mums at my son's school, one in particular, She's a professional in her workplace. She always looks trendy and fun, always talking about cooking up these amazing dishes. Is this she- me? She's got a beautiful home. She is literally superwoman. This is all from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. She's really nice. She's actually funny. But every time I'm with her, I feel like a failure as a mum. My house isn't always clean. It rarely is. Sometimes pizza is what I serve for dinner because I work 40 hours and I'm tired. I often feel so absent-minded because I'm so tired and I can't focus on the task at hand. Please don't judge me. I feel inferior to her. I'm not the only one who does this right. Please tell me I'm not the only one. No. So that was one thing who mm-hmm. came in and she's absolutely right. You, you, that, there's your, your question answered. You are not the only one. The, the second one that came in was this morning from a mum and she said, This is going to sound like I'm bragging, but hang with me for a second. I was that perfect mum. A stay-at-home mum, four little kids, made my own baby food, house spotless all the time, happy face, head of the PNF at school, in fact. So she was the mum that was probably in charge of it all. Her husband was successful um, in his job and he was able to do that. So what looked like the perfect family on the outside. Two girls, two boys. It nearly drove me to take my own life. She wrote, I had so many people tell me how I looked like the perfect mum and in reality I had just engineered this crazy train. I had to do every good idea I saw someone else do because I figured if I was going to be a stay-at-home mum I had to make it count. I drove myself crazy. I'm letting you know this because I'm on a saner path now. Pizza for dinner is awesome. A messy house builds creativity and holding or playing your baby or child is way more important than cloth diapers, meaning washing them, I think. You do what's right for you and your family and, heck, if it doesn't work for somebody else, um, then don't stress about it. I was the perfect mum and even I didn't like to spend time with me. Yeah, there you so go. So that's quite raw. Well, you've got two adverse people with yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought, and I was each other differently. So grateful that they sent that through um, at different times. And I was like, "This is the universe." Wow, because mm, I felt like I needed funny. to read that out. Yeah, uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I think we 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 see other people's lives. You know, even us, Chanel. Like if we're on stage talking about stuff, we're it's a, it's a certain veneer that we're portraying, aren't totally. we? It's a veneer of confidence. That's yeah. right. So you know, we go back and then question ourselves about certain things. Was that any good? Was are we doing the right thing? We're shocking. We actually get off stage, and the first people we see, the stage manager and our manager, we go, "Was that okay?" People yeah. are crapping and having good. Was that yeah. good? Because I what about oh, that bit? Is that fine? <laughs> you know, and then yeah, exactly. Terrible. You know, yeah. Or is this working? Should I wear this? I shouldn't wear that. Mm. There's all these things, and even with the podcast, are we talking about the right things? Are we on the right track? Yeah. But you can't you can't be hung up on that stuff. No, You've you... got to tell yourself constantly, checking yourself, always check in, mm-hmm. you know, if you're having these thoughts, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a one thing that I find helps, and it's also this sort of disassociation where you ask yourself the question. So you put it in the third person, yeah. like, uh, for example, just as very broad question, but like, Tamara, are you happy? Or Tamara, what makes you happy? Then you answer it yourself, mm-hmm. right? So if you put it in that way, it tends to recontextualize the question. You'll actually see it as a more of objective thing outside of yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that can help you find 
why you're feeling this way or to Sometimes change Sometimes it's things. a scary thing to open a can of worms because mm. if you ask some people to ask themselves that question, are you happy, and they say no. That's right. Well, we need to ask why. Why? That's right. You keep going. Keep you keep digging. going. Keep mm. digging because you will get to the answer. Um, sometimes the answer is a painful journey though, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh. Whether it's a marriage breakup or whether it's a coming to terms with the fact that you want a different career path mm-hmm. or something like that. I know that many people go through lots of different times in their life but I think asking yourself the question is don't be afraid to get to the truth of whatever it is yeah. because the truth will set you free. And with this competing bandwagon that we're on, I think being nice to yourself yeah. helps. Yeah. If you're looking at some mum, she's all that in a bag of chips in the... <laughs> bag of chips. I love, love chips. chips. <laughs> the chicken salt. Yard. She got chicken yeah. salt on it. Or even crips or whatever. Oh, I love gravy. Like anyway. A secret corner oh, I'm chicken. Getting, I'm getting a sweat. Okay. Um, <laughs> knowing that you don't need to rubbish yourself for being not as good as her from the outside. That's what I'm meaning by that. Being nice to yourself. Yeah. Stop and stop and just think about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah, What are you doing? Is it worth it? No, the hell it is not because she might be prettier than you in society's opinion of what beauty is, what we've been indoctrinated to think it is, but she's probably got a lot of other things that you don't know about too. Yeah, exactly. That's the point of it all. And what's funny, I don't know if you feel like this, a lot of us do is some days you think you're freaking awesome mm. and your <laughs> ego is way, you know, it's like, well, I'm really like, like in a certain area, whatever it is. I'm the shit lady. Yeah. And within five minutes you can feel like a piece of shit too. Yes. Like I'm the worst and also the best person. Mm-hmm. We kind of toggle between these two things. It's so weird. Yep. You I know, could be I having do. a great day. You've had a lovely morning. You've said hello to a few people. Wah, 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 wah. I deserve this and, uh, you know, I'm yeah. a great person. Then you get a oh. shit email and you go, well, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on top of the world. That's right. I'm shit and crap. Uh, <laughs> I'm shit and crap. <laughs> That's a hard one. So <laughs> essentially... We all do it. Now, this is the last episode um, of the season. So we're going to take a a tiny little break. But don't worry, we've got a brand new podcast coming that launches every Thursday. We're in partnership with Mums Lounge and it's called Titbits. Titbits, where we talk about the trending topic of the week. It's always a little bit of a funny, interesting article that's, uh, that's just popped out of Mums Lounge. Uh, and uh, we chat about it, don't we, Chanel? We do. The one yeah, that's had the most clicks, that's got the most chins wagging. Mm-hmm. So Tippets, it's the bite-sized podcast that takes the Mickey Bliss. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com. Or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.